0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it's me. Massive content warning on this episode. We talk a lot about suicide, suicidal ideation, and there's a brief mention of gun violence. Just please take care when listening. Welcome to podcast land.
1: Welcome to our home. Hello. My name's Miss Redacted. I'm Frost. She does not have COVID currently. Nope. Still coughing though. Enjoy that. We have a guest today. I will allow them to introduce themselves. Who are you?
2: Hi, I am Anna Sutter, also known as Anna M. Sutter on TikTok. You quit. You (laughs) taught. Where are we? Tell us everything. I used to be a school counselor for five years in the largest junior high in Indiana. I had a total of over 1,800 seventh and eighth grade students that were in that junior high, which was absolutely ridiculous. And I did that thing where I quit in the middle of the year, like without any notice. They deserved it. I was like, you know what? I'm out, actually. I'm done with this. Gave two weeks notice. I posted like one TikTok. Like, oh, you can quit too. I quit. You can quit. We can all quit. I I know. Guess what? Like, I was like, fuck all this. Fuck the status quo. Like, I'm quitting. I'm out. Here's why. And that video hit 2 million views. So I was like, oh shit. People like what I have to say. And I'm going to keep saying it. So that was like over a year ago. And I'm still making TikToks. And that's when you guys connected with me. I'm
1: not over the 1,800 junior high schoolers. I think I would max out around having to deal with the needs of maybe four. I feel like I could really solidly serve four kids. So I'm trying to imagine 1,800 people.
2: Yeah. Granted, there were three school counselors. So three school counselors for over 1,800 people. My caseload was 625.
1: like a TEDx event. That in and of itself, you should just have to TED talk everything.
2: Not only over 600 7th and 8th graders, also 600 sets of parents who also had a lot of needs. I had to balance like, hey, guess what? I know you called me seven times about your kid having a B minus in social studies, but I have about five kids wanting to kill themselves. So I'm not I'm not going to get to you about that. You're like, I think a B yeah, minus, yeah.
1: we should be counting our blessings. I know. Always in this life, <laughs> you can look at what's wrong or what's right. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at what's wrong and you're going to focus on what's right, which is your situation. Exactly. I was like, guess what? I can't
2: clone myself. I can't just copy and paste myself everywhere. So I have to prioritize kids, which gets a little awkward. Yeah. No
1: one wants to feel like their kid is like, I know this isn't your intention, but like not important or like doesn't have enough problems to get help. But when you're yes. the person in the situation with having to deal with 600 children and their parents, like you said, you're not Dolly the sheep. You have to. There's one of you. Yeah. What yeah. a referenced <laughs> That was a If you cute. If you don't know what I'm referring to, clearly you didn't pay enough attention in ninth grade biology class. <laughs> Dolly the sheep is a sheep that they cloned, and it was the first successful cloning thing that they did. Most people just say, I can't clone myself. Why would you say something that everyone could understand when you could say something that only 4% of the population might vaguely understand? This is why I love you. <laughs> if
2: only I could be
0: Dolly the sheep.
2: If only I could. I'm going to get that tattooed on my body redacted. She's pretty.
1: You can put the picture of her as the tattoo. Okay,
2: even better. Beautiful sheep. They keep her so clean. Well, they weren't
0: going to clone a shitty one. Have you seen sheep? Most of them are literally shitty. Well, not shitty.
2: They're muddy. Anyways. So yeah, 625 kids. It was a lot. And my last year, I was the director of the department. So I was like department chair for the school counseling department. And I'd be like, yo, this is not sustainable. We cannot do this. Like, I am not able to keep these kids safe and like let alone alive, like what do you want me to do? And I would like collect data, oh my God, so much. They would love, they love saying collect data. That's their favorite shit to say. I know. Uh, Well, if we had the data to show the need, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) Anna, my skin, it crawls.
1: You're like, "Uh, the child's right here. I think the need, like, he's right there. And I, on one hand,
0: I completely understand. Data collection is there to protect vulnerable populations. And I understand that in the past, before that was like a rule or a law, that was a huge issue that Mm -hmm. we were just willy-nilly assessing. And then people were letting their biases creep in. I do understand However, I still get really frustrated when I feel like I have demonstrated the need and for seven, eight months we're still saying, collect that data, collect
2: the data. So I, I heard it for five years. Oh my God. I was jumping through hoops right and left. I talked to everybody in my school district, like my assistant principal, principal, school board, superintendent, all the assistant superintendents, district administration, the financial person for the district. Like I was like, please help. Yeah, please.
0: I had a kid and every single goddamn time we would do something on the computer. I had a kid and every single goddamn out time out we Chrome would do something screen. on yeah. the computer. Yeah, take he it out, lose man. He would at Kahoot and I would pick up his entire Chromebook as he was cocking his fist back. I was like, nope. And they were like, collect data. And I'm like, I don't know how to prove to you that he is struggle busing. And it got to the point where I had to like bring his mom and his dad and him into a room and have like a little trust circle with them because I was like, we need to figure this out. And
2: I don't know how to get him counseling, but you know what? Let's Google some stuff together. I don't know. And like half of my job as a school counselor was just trying to figure out how to meet their needs too. Cause they're like, oh, I'm I'm homeless. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, let me try to figure out how to get you help. I don't like, you know, it's like a lot of stuff, it's just societal issues that like we're just choosing not to fix, and then we're blaming the school counselors and the teachers for like not fixing these societal problems. It's always
1: so frustrating when like you figure out that there is a societal problem causing an issue for a student. I had a kid who was chronically tardy and absent, and then the admin was like, call the parents and figure out what's going on. So I did. And they were just telling me about they had transportation issues. I won't go into the details of it. But you know how it goes. And then I was like, Yeah, that would make sense that you would be late to school all the time in that situation. And so then I went and told the admin and they were like, Yeah, you just got to reiterate to them like school has to be a priority and make sure to get here on time. And I was like, Okay, for sure. I don't really think like the mental barrier is a problem here. Like I think me and them are pretty aligned. Like they seemed equally as stressed.
2: Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. Like the big piece of information that I had during my last year that I kind of dropped on them and they were really mad that I had this data and this information, but I, I proved that the school counseling needs of students rose by over 700% between August of 2020 and August of 2021. And they were mad. Why would that make them mad? They were so mad. It doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, the district financial guy was like, "Uh, "Oh, I don't know where you got these numbers. This isn't, this isn't accurate." I'm like, we don't
0: even really need data to just see that it's happening. So the fact that there's data is such a
2: gift. I do yeah. not understand why they would be pissed about that. Did they tell you anything? Were they like, they said that that my data wasn't accurate, because August 2020, we were hybrid. So only 50% of the kids came each day. But I was like, still 700% is a little bit more significant. It's a pretty than good just, like, sample oh. size, too. If you
0: have how many did you say 1800 kids, your, yes. your sample size of half of that
2: is still pretty, pretty good. Yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I got in really, really big trouble for that because I didn't know how to play politics of education and I wasn't playing the game. My principal sat me down and was like, I questioned putting you in this leadership position because I thought you would pull stunts like that. Like advocating for students? What a stunt. If
0: advocating for students is a stunt, then fucking call me Simone Biles. My name's Anna Sutter and
2: welcome to Jackass. No, that's how it felt. I was like, wait a second. I feel like I was a Looney tune, man. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Am I going to get fired for doing my job? Like now I'm
1: confused. These- and- typical counselors trying to get services for the children. (laughs) I should have known that was your plot with this promotion all along. That's exactly like,
2: it was as if I was being like methodical, like ha, ha, ha! Like it was so confusing and it was just a total, so it was so weird. Towards the end, right before I decided to resign, I was going to try to make it to the end of the school year at least. And I couldn't, I mm-hmm. fucking couldn't. I was like, so my mental health was, Brew. I wasn't eating. I couldn't eat during the day. I was getting into my office at like 3.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning. That's not
1: the morning, unfortunately. That's the middle of the night. I don't know who lied to you. That's airport time. Yeah, it was shitty.
2: I had, an unfortunately, like, I don't want to talk too much about my specific leadership, but I had leadership who did not care, did not care, period. Mm. <laughs> Just like I told them, I was like, I can't do my job, man. I can't sustain this. And I was like, one of these kids is going to end up really not okay. And I'm going to feel really guilty about it. i are like, well, it's not your fault if something happens. And I'm like, but you're telling me it is actually like you're, that's they not. They were like, yeah. it
1: will be your fault in the sense that we will shift any legal liability off of us onto you. But in the context of your emotions to not quit, then it's not your fault.
2: That part, and I call them out on it. Like I call the oh my God guys, you're gonna fucking freak out. I'm so excited. I called them out on it. This would have been like November of my last school year. I sent an email to one of the assistant superintendents who was kind of overseeing the school counselors. I also sent it to the district mental health specialist. So two people at the at the school district office, I emailed them and said, yo, like my school social worker just quit, right? Cause we're only paying her 32 grand. A lot of my counselors are out. So it's just me and another counselor with 1800 students. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. I need help, blah, blah, blah. The assistant superintendent replied all within five minutes. and said, thanks for the update, exclamation point. Um, absolutely <laughs> not.
1: Thanks for the update. No, it gets better. Oh, the fucking little auto, like they love that little suggested reply. They probably hit that on every email, not even reading the first one.
2: And the next week I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, mm-mm. The next week we had a district school counselors meeting where she was gonna be there and I was just shitty. I was just like this, just like shitty, so, so mad. And afterwards she goes, hey, Anna, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I come walking up to her and she goes, hey, I hope you weren't offended by my email that I sent you the other day. And I said, oh, I absolutely was offended, for sure. Like I was, yeah. like, I, was, I, was I said it exactly like that. Like, oh no, I was, I was offended. I was like, it was a pretty shitty response. Yeah, And I was like, I feel like we are all on a sinking ship and I'm drowning and I can't There's, this is a sinking ship on fire. And she goes, and I quote, well, at least we're all on the same ship, huh? And I said, Uh. eh, wrong. And I said, if we're on the same ship, you guys have access to a lifeboat and you guys are shoving my head underwater. That's what you're doing. Hell yeah. And I said, a student is either going to die or something really bad is going to happen, like a safety concern, and I'm not gonna catch it. And you guys are gonna throw me under the bus. You guys are gonna throw me under the bus. Like I've seen it happen. And she was like, no, no, no no, no. That's what school lawyers, our school attorney is for. (gasps) Okay, but then there's a dead kid.
1: The attorney can't fix that. She really said, I already thought of that and made a plan, but thanks anyway. Was that the quiet part out loud? Well, and here's the thing is that's what happened my
2: last year. I'm not trying to stigmatize mental health issues, but I was going pretty, like I was very paranoid. I was very like on edge because they would do stuff like that where I'm like, wait, am I wrong here? It's gaslighting. Correct, it is gaslighting. Yeah, uh, it was pretty shitty. And they did everything under the sun to tell me that I did I didn't need more school counselors. I was like, I am not doing well. Everybody knows I'm not doing well because of the fact that my caseload is so intense. I'm working 12 hour days, like I can't sleep, I can't eat, I was losing weight. I'm pretty sure my assistant principals and like my principal thought I was on drugs and that's why I was losing weight. Dead like, ass. Oh my
1: god, did you see that Anna's on Ozempic? I wonder what doctor prescribed it to her.
2: I dropped like 20, 30 pounds. <laughs> (laughs) And the the only person that noticed and said anything about it was my school nurse, who I loved my school nurse. She was a freaking godsend. But she was like hey like are you okay like she like pulled she came back from fmla from her own situation and she was like i noticed that you like lost a lot of weight and she was like it's okay if this job is super stressful but like we need to eat we need to figure it out and that same person that said like we're both on the same ship and said thanks for the update like at the end i had one last conversation with her in the january of my last school year where it was a one-on-one so we had no other people around i thought okay i'm gonna invite her to my office i'm gonna say again how desperate we are for additional school counselors at that point we hired a fourth counselor and she quit within a week she really
1: was like i've seen enough i've taken a look around i feel very informed best of luck to you people
2: (laughs) exactly and one of our community mental health providers he said i'm quitting and you should too like everybody that quit would come tell me like hey i'm quitting and you need to get the fuck out of here so i got a lot of warnings from people which was nice but that one-on-one with the superintendent she came into my office she closed my office door and she goes you're drowning you're drowning you're drowning that's all I hear is you're drowning what do you want me to do about it no way I said, she said that to you yeah <gasps> I was like um I said I'm sorry like I was like I had no clue what to do and she was like here's what you need to do you need to strengthen your relationship with your building principle she said that's why I'm not doing well it's because I need to strengthen my relationship
1: with my building you're principle. like oh let me just go get our fucking nails done together that'll fix everything Yeah. Girls
2: night. Like, yeah, let's do it. And then she said something like, I think this is happening because you care too much. You care a lot about the kids. And I'm like, let's pause. Let's pause. They're just
0: saying all the quiet parts, aren't they?
2: I know. I said, I did five suicide assessments yesterday. I did five suicide assessments yesterday. And I was like, I, I, I can't care about the kids less in this situation. We're at at the point where like if I cared less, I would be liable for something really not great and a kid's life would be lost. So like I'm not in a situation where I could care less. And guys, I was so desperate. Like I was unwell, that's all I know. But I looked at her dead ass in the face and I said, this is the last time you're going to hear from me about advocating for students. I am no longer going to address this. I've been doing this for five years. She said all of my data didn't matter that I collected over the last five years. And it was as if like, I was like, I think they want me to die like, i was right. like i think they like i like i was like they don't fucking care uh, yeah. which is fine i didn't i didn't need anybody to but care but it's that
0: level of disregard it's not just that you feel that way it's that they don't give a fuck if you die if a kid dies i am so sick and tired of people in general saying that they care about mental health but only giving a fuck when it's an emergency because somebody has committed suicide fucking thank or you. attempted suicide I'm so fucking tired of it. It's such an epidemic on social media, in our country, Mm -hmm. in our workplaces. Everybody boo-hoos and cries when somebody kills themselves.
2: But then, okay, well, how did they get there? It's places like that being like, oh, you'll be fine. Exactly. And I was upset about this, too, because at the end of um, one of the school years, this was like the last couple of weeks of that school year, we had our like 57th or 58th student who was suicidal. And in this situation, I had another student email me after hours, after school hours, just saying like, hey, I'm worried about this student. Can you please call their parent and make sure they're okay?" And I was on the phone with the mother on a cell phone when she walked into her student or her kiddo attempting suicide. Right. So I was on the phone after hours talking to this mother. She's on the phone screaming. We're calling 911 together. Like it's it's awful. The next day, the principal calls me into the office to debrief about this situation after we had been begging for additional support at this point. And she was I'm just really I'm just really upset about what happened last night. I'm just really, really upset about it. And I said, I'm upset about it too, but I'm really curious why it took the 56th time for you to have this reaction. Like this is the 56th time, this school year that this has occurred. How
0: are you, so at night you're taking that phone call and the next day you're at work. That to me blows my mind. You should have been given the opportunity
2: to stay home she actually, within the same breath, she threatened to write me what up f- because she, she accused me of breaking FERPA. Wait, FERPA? When did FERPA enter this chat? What is she doing is- here? I was, I said, whoa, 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 let's back her up. And she brought up another situation that occurred like two weeks prior that it actually was not my error at all. It was one of our deans. But yeah, in the same breath. So the so the day after, I, one of my kids almost died. I was on the phone with the mom. We called 911. We figured it out. She wanted me to console her about being upset about the situation and also threatened to write me up because I allegedly broke FERPA, which I did not. I was like, I'm a school counselor. I did not break FERPA. Oh my God, <laughs> like, I
0: I'm ill. That's fucked up.
2: Yeah, it was pretty shitty, guys. And like I would say, as a school counselor, something I really want to make clear on the podcast like school counselors sometimes get a bad rap, especially in the media. Like no one loves to shit on school counselors more than a good movie, right? Like a movie where the oh. school counselor you know, <laughs> yeah. The guidance counselor, the guidance counselor didn't do their job. It's like right? rappers
1: with their teachers. My favorite meme ever was the one where it was like, your teacher never said any of that shit. She just asked you to read in front of the class and you got mad. Before we keep going, we're gonna have an ad listen up bye our ad breaks are
0: so
2: bad that was a really good ad break that was good no like I just like guys can we can we chill um but yeah no I had a lot of serious situations I had multiple kids overdose in school I had a kid take pills on on the way to my office and then tell me In my office that she had overdosed there's some really horrible situations that occur i guess one thing that i do want to tell like as a school counselor i was voluntold to be on the crisis response team and a part of my job was having to go out in the building during a potential threat and make sure there wasn't a school shooter there
0: this is the second person that has told me that in their school they as a teacher were expected to go investigate during a lockdown. Our school resource
2: officer came to the school and taught us how to round corners to avoid a semi-automatic
1: weapon. So I am anti-police forever, obviously, but with the amount of money that goes into the police department, I feel as though the school counselor is probably not the best resource for first response of a school shooting. I was like,
2: so wait, wait a second. I have a radio, I carry a radio around and I hear red team go, red team go, and then I have to leave my office, go upstairs into this huge ass building. Unarmed. Oh, completely unarmed. They said, make sure you turn your radio down so nobody can hear you coming. No, and like, I'm <laughs> fucking <yeah>. done. <laughs> <laughs> and I like tiptoed, and, and the best part about this is, the best part about this is, is we had to do it timed. It had to be under three minutes. We had to do it all under three minutes. And we fucking did this like over and over and over again. Like, red team, go. All right, let's Are go. Are you on Navy like, SEAL
1: Team 6? What is this?
2: I was like, yep, this is exactly what I went to grad school My for. that would be better training for this. I mean, I, yes. And it was, if I disclosed any disapproval of this situation, I wasn't a team player. We all had jobs. I
1: hate the team player thing. I feel yeah. like the team player mentality is not even just an education plague. It's like just an overall workplace plague of where if anyone gets asked to do something, that's obviously not within their responsibilities. They get to say, oh, are you not a team player? Like my job just fired the person like they'd restructured and fired the position that works below me a lot. And then now we have to do a lot of things that with all the love in the world are below my pay grade and they say oh are you not a team player everyone make sure you're not bringing ego into the situation (laughs) and I feel like all workplaces do that that they will ask you to do something that is so violently outside of your responsibilities to the point that you are getting police officer training probably like rolling on the ground doing duck and cover like you're in the movie Taken
2: I was like, what are we doing? And like, I remember, I remember calling my mom and she was like, wait a minute. She's like, what are you doing? And she's actually trained in first responder stuff. So she was like, "You, you don't have any training. So this is what would happen. I had all the alerts on my personal phone. Perfect, but turn it down. Always the
1: personal phone.
2: It was attached to the school system. So I would get an alert, a text, if somebody pulled the fire alarm. And then we had three minutes before that fire alarm sounded for me to go scope out my zone. And I've had to be like, set her her on her way to zone seven. And I would have to like, turn down my radio
1: and like, quietly. And there was like
2: 10 of us to do it. It was like the school counselors, the athletic directors. I said, wait a damn minute. Athletic
1: directors do everything too. I feel like that's another position that they're like, you have a title. We'll we'll have you do it. It blew my mind. I am
2: shocked.
0: Anna, we've been recording. This is our 36th episode. This is the worst shit I have ever, Heard, ever read, ever reacted to. Nobody can top this. This is insane.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad. Again, we had to do it within three minutes. We would be timed, and he'd be like, 304, we got to do it again. We got to run it again. And I'm like, I literally, I'm just trying to like fucking be a school counselor. You were like,
1: y'all. I have 200 unread emails. If we could relax with this obstacle course, that should not be my job to begin with.
2: Correct. And I was like, so wait, I said, so wait, 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 wait. I said, there are a lot of times that I'm in a school counseling session during the day and I have my radio down because I don't want to have the radio
1: blabbing. The kids like, my parents are getting divorced, and the radio is like, there's been throw up in the blue hallway. There's been throw up in the blue hallway. Yes. And I'm just like, that's enough.
2: Like, I can't even tell you the amount of times I've been in like really intimate conversations and just the most bogus shit goes over the radio. Like, I'm like, okay, like, what? And I was like, how am I gonna hear this how am i gonna hear this alert and they're like well that's why you also have the alert on
1: your phone And I said, I'm not texting while I'm in a counseling session. yeah. So what were you saying about your eating disorder? Twitter's great right now. Have you seen it today? It, It was
2: just, it was, it was fucking absurd, dude. Another crazy thing that occurred with me when I became the director of the department. So I was kind of saying this to Fraz earlier. It's like school counselors are in this weird position where you are most definitely undervalued, underpaid. You're on a teacher contract. A lot of even teachers don't know. Like I was on a teacher contract and I was on the teacher pay scale, but- my job required a master's degree in Indiana. So my job requires a master's degree. I can't do it without it, yet I'm still on that pay scale even though it's a required master's level position. You're also security. I'm literally wearing many hats. I'm like, what is going on? But I would get frustrated because I would also then have to like be in on the admin stuff. So like, we had weekly meetings every week on Mondays. My contract time starts at 7.15 AM. These meetings were scheduled by my principal at 6.30 in the morning, every Monday. Uh-uh. I said, like, wait, 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 wait a second. I was like, you want me to show up 45 minutes before my contract time just because all y'all three are on a six-figure salary and think you guys can and do this, right, because when are we gonna have time to do it? This is the only time we can do it. I'm like, I'm just, this is free labor for me. I mean, you really are treated like admin and a lot of the times. We're treated like a cheap admin. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: if you could do admin decision-making responsibilities and hours, but then if you could have the teacher pay, that would be great for us. Hope that's cool with you. We'll move forward. It, it was ridiculous. Last
0: year, I and I always say this. I've always had really good admin. Like I feel like a hashtag blessed. Shout out, hi! I know you're listening. I love you. So last year, our counselor is basically a vice principal. Like I was like confused for a second because I was like, is he assistant principal? Is he what? What's it, what's? Go-? And they were like, no, he's the counselor. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's crazy because he does all the discipline and he like does yard duty and he's doing lunch duty. And like all of this stuff and I was like wow he literally does everything like I just couldn't believe it many many hats
2: and if I didn't do everything perfect it was a problem like I remember when I when I ended up resigning to my principal which was such a fucking power move too let me explain this to you guys you're going to <laughs> Tell fucking help me you're going to... I'm getting f- my blankie. Okay, get your blankie. Get comfy. So I took a Friday off. So I decided to quit during National School Counseling Week, which Aww, is just the icing on the that's cake. That's the way to celebrate, girl. Get it. I know. And it, and it happened because on... This was a Thursday. I went to do morning car duty because I had to do morning car duty every single day for 45 minutes. Rain, sleet, sun, or shine. And there was a bunch of black ice all over the sidewalk. And, and these kids, man, were fucking... Fall, like smacking their fucking. One after like, another. Like
1: woo! bowling like, pins just slipping and sliding all over
2: the place. And I'm radioing, like, can we please have salt out here? Kids are f- falling. Parents are cussing me out. Like, it was horrible. And I get inside. I'm pissed. I'm, like, tearing up. I already had a day off on Monday that I had scheduled. And I was like, fuck it. I'm taking Friday off, too. I'm taking a four-day weekend, baby. Let's do it. And I was, like, crying, crying over the situation. And in comes my principal with this piece of paper here. And I said, what is this? It was a requisition sheet from our treasurer said $80 school counseling appreciation week. This is for you to buy your team something for national school counseling week from the principals. I said, you are giving me money, this requisition sheet for me to have more on my plate to figure out what to get the counselors on behalf of you guys For National School Counseling Week, I was like, what? Like, I was like, so, I was just like, so, and she was like, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. Like, fuck this. I take Friday off of work. um, And that Saturday I decide to quit. It was like an all day event deciding to fucking quit. I decide to quit. and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a calendar invite on my principal's calendar for Tuesday at 1.30 PM. She accepts it. It says Anna, principal's name, one-on-one. It's an hour long. I was like, whatever, I'll give it to her then. In person, I was giving her a face-to-face person meeting. She accepts it on Tuesday, Tuesday rolls around. I have my resignation letter written. I have it in an envelope with her name on it. I have everything planned. Like I made this choice and I was like, I'm a failure. I felt like a failure at this point Aww. when I when I was quitting. I was like, I either need to do this or check myself into a hospital. That's kind of where I was. I was like, I'm done. One thirty rolls around on Tuesday. She doesn't show up to our meeting my principal. Um, And so I'm like, you know, that's fine. I'll give her a little bit. 15 minutes rolls around. It's 1.45, she still doesn't show up. I get a text from her saying, hey, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. There was like like, this little emergency with a teacher. I said, yeah, that's fine. Not a big deal. Two o'clock rolls around, still not here. 2.30 2.30 rolls around, still not here. I'm like, okay, I guess she's just not going to come. She keeps saying she's on her way, she's on her way, still doesn't show up. Like, at this point, just like, tell me you're not coming. I like, it's not that I think it's, it's so fucking
1: deal. disrespectful, and that's my pet peeve that leaders do, is that they will be aggressively late to meetings when I think... Just cancel it. Just cancel it. Not to be on the wrong side of history and defend the bad person. But I feel like I've seen a lot of leaders where they're like trying to do too much at once and they're like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And they don't realize that it would actually be so much kinder and more respectful to just say, I'm getting pulled in too many directions. We need to reschedule so that I can give you the attention you deserve. Because that is so much more validating than just, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I, trust me, like I gave this person a lot of
2: compassion. I was very kind. Like I was I was like, whatever, you know, dismissal happens, bus dismissal. I'm out at bus dismissal duty because that's another thing I had to do. Um, and she's out there. So she made it out for bus dismissal duty. And she follows me into my office after dismissal. All the kids are out. She follows me into my office. And she goes, okay, it's 3.13. I have another meeting at 3.15. That's what she said. I have another meeting at 3.15. So you have two minutes. Do you just want to reschedule? That's what she told me. And I looked at her and I said, and I had like tears in my eyes. I said, um, no, actually I don't want to reschedule. Like I'm resigning. I'm not doing well. She goes, what do you mean you're resigning? Like from your director job, from your school counseling job? And I said, all of it. She said, yes. From all of it. And she had the audacity to say, But why? Oh, you. The self awareness that she lacks, it must be
0: so peaceful in her brain. I have such social anxiety. I cannot even imagine
2: being so fucking obtuse. She said, But why? And I said, I feel like I only have the capacity to. spin 20 plates i literally said this to her i only have the capacity to spin 20 plates and you gave me a hundred plates to spin and if i drop one of those plates it's like i'm the worst fucking person in the world and i said so like i can't keep it together anymore i'm done i'm i'm bowing out of this one you won i'm out like i can't i can't do this anymore she asked three times for me to take FMLA because I knew I knew why she wanted me to. She wanted me to take FMLA so she could say it's like, oh, well, Anna's just having a mental health problem. Like, you know, she needed to take some time off. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not taking FMLA. And she said, well, if you're resigning, then I need a letter of resignation. And I said, right here. Here you go. And she goes, oh, you thought about this. Yeah, I had
1: hours waiting for the meeting in addition to my whole life.
2: And yes, and I was like, yes, the the degree that I spent six years to get, and I'm an $80,000 worth of student loan debt over, I'm quitting. And yes, I put some thought into it. You know, like I understand what I'm doing. So I gave her the letter and she goes, well, I'm not going to send this. I'm not going to send this to HR until Friday, just in case you change your mind. No, the clock started now. I said, what are the laws behind that, my friend? Like, I don't, I
1: don't think you can... <laughs> if you are ever writing a resignation letter, make sure to date it.
2: I did, yes. Date your resignation letter. Um, and I only gave two weeks notice. I gave two weeks notice. Um, so I knew it was shitty. And I didn't mean to be shitty, That's right? Not shitty. Like, shitty
1: normal. would be if you were like, bye,
2: my Uber's here. And then just like... Which we also support, by the way. Yes. And here's the thing is I support it too. Because as soon as I put in my two weeks... It was as if I'd never existed. Yep. It was as if I never existed. And I we're said, we a family. Oh. You can't be replaced. Psych. They're a
1: family the way that polygamists are, like, polygamist cults are a family where if you do something wrong, you get banished from it. We haven't had a Sister Wives reference in weeks. Like, they're Months. a family in that sense. <laughs> like, the FLDS families where if, like, you wear a tank top, your dad will never talk to you again. Like, we're a family like that
2: that was exactly it like she like this is the same principal too who like called me into her office one time because i was on a dating app and it was inappropriate of me to be on a dating app i was like i am 24 years old at the time i was like i'm on a dating app i put my teacher amazon
1: wishlist on my dating app when i was single i was working for y'all she was like
2: you really have to understand what first impressions you give off. i hope i give off that i'm really sexy and fun thanks for your concern I, I was like, I, <laughs> like, sorry. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, it was really uncomfortable. They didn't talk to me. Like, my principals did not talk to me for my last two weeks. Silent treatment. Like, did not talk to me. It was very interesting. And then my last day, my last day was so fucking surreal. It was like a blur. But my last day, all these little kids are, like, they're crying. And it's really sad. Like, I've had some of these students as a school counselor for three years. Because I would loop, I would loop with them. So it was really, really hard. Um And... I was really trying to figure out at the time how I was going to navigate saying goodbye to my principal and being like, what's the last conversation I'm going to have? Like, I don't know what that's even going to look like. She's avoiding me. It was very clear she was avoiding me. And I'm terrified at the time. Like I have like my confidence is in hell, right? Like I am like really low. I was not taking care of myself. Hygiene was shot. Like I was not doing well. Um, so I thought like I was scared of her, which is funny because I think at the time she was really scared of me and we were just kind of both scared of each other at the time. Because on my last day, she didn't talk to me until the very end of the day. After dismissal, I'm talking to our front office uh, staff members, our school nurse. I'm crying. They're crying. It's really sad. Like I was around these people for five years. Like it's really, really hard. And I hear my principal say my name. She says, Anna. And I'm like, well, I'll be damned. She wants to have a conversation with me, which is great, you know? And she said it in a very positive way. And I was like, I said her name, but she couldn't see me. She was down the hall. And she said, oh, good. I'm just making sure you're still here. And she said, as I'm carrying all my stuff out, my last of my belongings, saying goodbye to my office, like all this stuff, she said, did you send that 504 to that parent the other day? And I said, yeah, I sent that to the parent. Did you give her a due date to sign it? Yes, I gave her a due date to sign it. Did she give it back to you yet? No, not yet. And the front office staff in front of me, they were like, they were shocked. I think that's when they realized, oh shit, this girl was like psychologically tortured by this person because like the audacity that this, like, I was like, huh. And even then, I said, I'm not gonna let that be the last conversation I have with her. And I went to her office, I waited in line because she had a couple other teachers that were talking to her about something. I don't even know. And I have all my bags with me. And she is she stands up and she goes, Well, I have to go. She's like acting really neurotic. And I'm just carrying all my stuff. And I said, I just wanna thank you for all the time that you gave. Like, I was just like
1: trying to like get anything. Just like a a semblance of a professional conversation. You're like, Just give me a handshake and a it's nice, but it's been nice working with you and we can move on. It was
2: so weird, guys. It was so weird. And she gave me this like side hug and says, You know I love you, right? And I said, What? Like I was like, okay. And she was like, You're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I walked out of the building for the last time and I immediately hyperventilated. I was like, I was, I couldn't breathe. I was like finally free. Like it felt like such a hell for me that I was like, I'm fine. I escaped. I got out of this. Like it was bad, dude. But yeah, no, she was trying to have the last conversation of us be like, did you send that 504? I was like, I can't believe that. It was, it was pretty sad. I'm like, it's a, it's a really sad experience. And I know like I talk shit about my administration indirectly a lot on my TikTok, but I also know that they're also victims to this system that we're all in you know Mm -hmm. like it's they were once in this exact same place and they just played the game well enough to eventually get into a principal role and where they're finally making six figures which they've always probably deserved I don't know it's just so hard and I still have compassion for people but at the end of the day I'm like I was stressed too and I was a leader too and I still didn't treat my team like that like she had a responsibility she had a responsibility to me as a department chair to make sure that I was good. And she like made sure I was really not good. So
0: you think they like hardened themselves because it's like a protective thing that they were like, I can't care about
2: everything and everyone. So I just care about nobody. Like I think so. I You almost had to. It was hard for me to even rationalize the behavior because I would never do yeah. that. Like if somebody came to me and said, hey, I need to quit this job that I love because I want to kill myself and i'm and i'm feeling this way because of my caseload and i can't do this perfectly and it's either going to be a kid or me like i can't i can't i can't do this for her to just like not be interested in even having a conversation like even my resignation conversation we were standing up the whole time she never sat down she kept saying she wanted to leave and i was like okay like i don't know it was it was it was a very surreal situation and I sometimes I feel guilty talking about kind of my experiences on TikTok, but I do it in a way to hopefully try to like inform people. Like this is something not good is happening, y'all. Like I think that
0: you sharing your experience is so important because I think I mean first of all, I'm so sorry that you went through all of that because nobody should have to and that's not right at all, but I do think that like when you're in that level of shitstorm It can feel like it's all your fault and you're so low that you're like really struggling. And when people are in that place, just hearing your experience in a way that's like, okay, I went through this and it's not okay and here's where I am now, that can actually be really empowering for others. And I think that it's important. I don't know. I'm really proud of you for sharing it and having the courage to do so because that shit's not easy,
2: especially when you're gaslit for so long like i i was like am i sorry it's like i'm risking my life to look for ak-47s in the fucking school and like (laughs) you're like why are you quitting why are you quitting so weird did you
1: not feel the camaraderie of go team red i'm confused sorry you're a part of this exclusive club she was (laughs) like i literally gave you the highest honor and this is what you fucking turn around and do you got a walkie
2: I did have a walkie and you know what the funny thing is about about that walkie is like some teachers were like envious of my walkie talkie I'm like please take it they like, are nice I, it's a status symbol it is a status so when symbol when I was
1: first teaching a lot of teachers are like oh they have the walkie they have the walkie and I had a walkie at my hotel job and never I've never had one as an educator but because I had had one at a hotel I was like you don't know how bad a walkie is until you've lived with one because the it took years before i started i stopped having like phantom beeps in my ear because i had an earpiece for mine too so i was like it seems great because you're like i can talk to everyone so fast and get the help i need but it's not that you just hear all the problems so fast and what you need to do and it's not fun it's not
2: fun and especially that last year man like The 21-2022 school year was my last school year, and I resigned that February, and my last day was March 4th. Oh my god,
1: twinsies, our last days were really close together. I can't remember what my last day was, but I remember my first day of my new job was like the last day in February, because I got like a weird one-day paycheck, and I only took a week off in between. So it was like...
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, like I, the day I resigned where she was late for that meeting was February 15th and then my last day was March 4th. It's interesting, if I go back and look at my, some some of the stuff saved on my phone around that time, I actually have TikToks from both of you guys saved in my phone. Aww. I know, to, like, have the courage, to have the courage to leave. So, I know. Oh, my God. You should have just emailed the
1: TikTok to the principal.
2: Yeah. I know. This is why I'm leaving. Um, And it's interesting, like, I always get really scared that I'm going to get, like, you know, still to this day when you're in a gaslit environment, whether it's a work environment or a relationship, you, like, constantly fear, like, you're going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to get in trouble by things I say, do, act, everything. And it's been shocking because my new employer, who is, like, I can't say better things for them they love that i have a voice on TikTok, and i'll even say some things that are pretty bold and they're like we want you to tell your truth tell your story do it like do whatever you need to do to like be yourself like don't worry about us like we want you to be you and that's why we hired you and i was like fuck like You know, that classic education adjacent, you know. Uh, Yeah. No, I work for a tech nonprofit um, that is run by actually a former NFL player. His name is Marlon Jackson. He, He used to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, but he started a nonprofit in Indianapolis that helps uh, students in underserved communities get social emotional resources. So cool. schools that have, yeah, schools that are underfunded and don't have it, we kind of go in them, give them a tool, coach their educators on how to stay really student-centered and get them those those skills. SEL right now is kind of, under hot water in general, but especially in a red state like Indiana. Like I'm in Indiana, and it's rough. That?
1: Indiana usually is not stereotypically known for its progressiveness.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I've lived here almost 30 years uh, in my life, so it's it's not known for its progressiveness. So it's a hard fight, but he's a really dedicated. Leader, which is great. And the organization's so wonderful. And like, I get paid a lot more than I made as a school counselor, which is kind of sad to me sometimes. In the nonprofit sector, you're making more. I know. You must have been paid horribly. Yes, I was paid horribly. And I will tell you, like, I won't tell you my salary for my school counselor job, but as the director, the stipend that I got for being the head of the department was only $2,000 for the entire year. Stretched across the entire year. I'm like, what a promotion, y'all. like $13, y'all. $13 An extra a paycheck oh, wow. after taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so you want me to risk my life, do all this stuff. I'm like, ah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And like for anybody listening to, I'm sure you get a lot of people that listen to your podcast that are still very much in education right now. We're like aspiring to be. Which is still great. I always like to say, like, we need our teachers to go into the field because we need to continue to have good teachers. But, like, also be careful. Like, that's always that's always what and I one say. Thing I want to
1: say for potential educators is take a lesson that there's a shortage and you can be a little pickier than you could be 10 years ago. And Amen. I know of schools where a principal has been like, I'm losing teachers not to another district, just to a neighboring school because it was better. So ask your principal when you're interviewing, what's your behavior management system look like? How do, yes. what do you guys do for procedures for this? How, yes. what's, how much planning time do teachers get here? You can be picky.
2: Yes, you can be picky. And I think the hardest part was is this school district got me when I was still in grad school. So I actually got hired under an emergency permit. So I was 23. Three years old, 24 years old when I got hired as a school counselor. And then I got stuck there. Like, I didn't get picky. I wasn't able to be picky at the time because I just really wanted a job. But ask questions like, especially if you're a school counselor, like, what tasks do you have your school counselors do? What, like, how, what is their caseload like? How much is your caseload? Like, and also, like, Ask them how many staff members they lost the previous school year. What a good question. They may not be honest with you, right? But at least ask how many how many staff members left over the summer before you get hired. Another um, good
1: question is to ask if you're going into a position, ask why like what position you're filling, why they left. Because to me it's yes like if so and how long they were there. Because like if someone worked there for 10 years and then they were going on to a different field, that's not a huge red flag. But if it's like, oh, they were here a year and then they switched to a different school. It's like, okay, what's going on with that? Or like, if you're filling someone that retired, that can be kind of a green flag, but seeing like the people that left, why did they leave also? And it's, and it's
2: really hard though, guys, because, and I know you guys know this between building and district is what you tell the building people is not necessarily what the district people hear. So like I had a friend, um, who did not, who wasn't at my school, but like she resigned very much for the toxic work environment and they put on her notes that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and that's why she is no longer in
1: the oh it's like that's God. not why yeah.
2: you just happen to use the fact that she was on maternity leave to then use that as the catalyst to why she's leaving but that's not it
1: she literally could not come back because she didn't have it in my her. my like- admin got very very angry like the tipping point that resulted in it. Well, you can listen to the old episode. And I talk about this of me getting like screamed at a ton was not because I quit when I just said I'm resigning and gave the notice. No one screamed at me. But when I wrote on the official district form, I was leaving for I think I wrote like, um, lack of livable wage, lack of communication from admin and lack of professionalism from admin. And they tried to threaten me to change that form so many times, just because of what you're saying. That's what gets filed at the district. So that mm-hmm. no one wants that shit written down. Everyone loves documentation until it's against them. Now suddenly everything needs to be a verbal conversation. People like a certain type of documentation and it has to make
2: them look good. Mm-hmm. Delete the other stuff. And that goes back to what I said when I said there was a 700% increase in student needs and they were mad at me for it. It's the same type of narrative where it's like, wait, like why am I getting yelled at for just telling the truth? Like, you don't want me to tell the truth anymore? I just still can't wrap my mind around that. It seems like they just were like offended by it. Well, I think they were upset because I think I've been saying this. For a long time, they had already had this information and they just happened to be in the same room where I had building admin, district admin, superintendent, and school board all in one room. And so I think one I think somebody got caught not doing something. I'm sure they told them, oh, the, they don't need any more school counselors. They're good. They're good. And then I come in and say, hey, and they're like, wait a damn it's minute. It's so funny.
0: Like when people have a disproportionate reaction like that, there's always some secret that has been unearthed. Even like people on the internet or in my comment section, if somebody has a really big reaction, sometimes I'll be like, What, ha- what is, where is this coming You're from? You're like, What
1: do we touch on? Like, clearly something that's not this is going on. That's how it felt.
2: I said, did I just accidentally cause some drama? That's what it sounded like because they were pissed. They were so mad. They were so mad. And then I got reprimanded for it that next week. Said I was, I needed coaching as a leader and that I need to learn how to play politics and I need to learn how to play the game and. That, like, I'm young and that's why I I need leadership skills. They're like, like, the
1: young people are saying the truth. If we could teach them to lie and not say things, that would be much better. So if someone could have a meeting with her immediately.
2: And, and I even I sent after that conversation with my principal, I said, listen, I'm not going to respond to you right now because I'm upset. I was like in tears when she was saying I lacked leadership skills. And I said, I'm not going to respond to you right now, but I will think about this and talk to you about it. And I sent her an email and just said, like, you're allowed to be upset about the numbers. You're allowed to be upset that the needs rose. You are not allowed to call me unprofessional and you are not allowed to call like I laid it out for her. Uh, she never responded to my email, and then we went on fall break. I drove across the country. I literally dropped everything, drove 3,000 miles to the Grand Canyon by myself over fall break. And all of my friends and family members were like, she's going to fucking quit. This is it. This is it. She's going to quit. And I never did. Uh, after that after that moment, I went to the Grand Canyon and came back after fall break
1: and she gave me a huge hug. How was the Grand Canyon? I'm like, you're I like, wanted to I go got there. I was so mentally ill that I had to drive solo to the Grand Canyon and you're gonna ask me how the Grand Canyon was? That was a red flag, not a vacation. Correct. And like everybody saw
2: it as a red flag. Like after they saw, like I went MIA off social media then all of a sudden popped up at the
1: Grand Canyon
2: by myself. People,
1: when they drive 3,000 miles to the Grand Canyon alone spontaneously, they're not doing well. I did that this week. I was like so stressed out about my job and like crying. And my boss was like, are you okay? And I said, I just need a week off and I'm going to drive to my sister's house, which was a nine hour drive away. And I've just been watching Below Deck on my iPad for four days. I
2: love Below Deck. <laughs> Who's the Captain. Right Who's now, the captain I'm watching,
1: watching this season with Captain Lee, and where the crew is Heather, Raina, Frazier, That sad girl just quit. That's where I'm at right now.
2: <laughs> That's me. I'm the sad girl. That sad girl just quit. <laughs> no, I think her name. No, I don't
1: think her name was Anna. I was gonna say it wasn't. It wasn't Anna, but it was something like not super far off. Yeah. Yeah. No. Below deck is below deck So if you're a boss listening to this and your employee takes an unplanned long road trip, don't ask them how it was. When they come back, just give them like a gift card and a hug and like take half their work away. And that's probably the best no, thing you it can was, do. it
2: how was it? Yeah, it was just so, and she said, loved your, loved your photos, girl. I'm like, I literally put on the caption, like essentially I put in the caption, like, I'm not going to take anybody's shit anymore. And she was like, the photo <laughs> is you crying
1: in the Grand Canyon.
2: With a shirt that says, I hate my life. i like, at <laughs> my end. Here's my resignation letter. Oh my yeah, no. It took me, so it was like, yeah, four months after going to the Grand Canyon. Four months after going to the Grand Canyon is when I quit. It's like so, when you're um, really
1: hungover and you just have to sit outside and reconnect with nature. This is like the career version of that.
2: That, I mean, legitimately, like my, my best friend in the world who was also a school counselor who also quit, she she was like, I really thought that was it. I thought you were going to go to the Grand Canyon. I was like, this is it. She's going to do it because uh, it was just horrible. That was a great, it was a great year. The 21-22 school year. That was
0: a bitch of a year. That year sucked ass. If you're, if you've made it through, good for you, proud of you, but I couldn't do it. I
1: needed a break. All uh, three yeah. people on this podcast, that was our year. That was the year that ended us. Couldn't do another. It's the year that ended a lot of it people, It should be a meet up. We should get like a conference center and be like, did you leave during the 21 to 22 school year? We got a ball pit. We can get like a bouncy house and, and like a therapist. therapist and have like. <laughs> We're
2: going to do some healing. We're going to do some recovery. Like <laughs> some sound baths the bowl maybe an exorcism <laughs> called the
1: rage room where they have like a bunch of old tvs and baseball bats yes i am dying
2: guys i would love to go to a rage room with you guys that would be so fun we need to have like, a teacher like-
1: quit talk conference now we should have a teacher quit talk conference catered by chilies the morning we have the panera supercharged lemonades and then we do bouncy house for two hours therapy for one hour i'm gonna map some shit out
0: I'll text you in about 4 hours with a plan. This
1: is my Fire Fest. <laughs> Kendall Jenner's coming.
0: Megan Trainer is going to do an apology on stage. Megan Trainor's going to get one of those cash guns and just stand on the stage and shoot cash.
1: And then and then my principal's <laughs> going to come out of nowhere and say Red Team go, Red Team go and I'm going to have to the go. The Red Team the- is planted in the audience. You don't know who they are. It's like dinner theater. <laughs> Oh, Thank god. you so
0: much, Anna. This has been literally insane. If you didn't like this episode, you need to take a look in the goddamn mirror. <laughs> that one's your fault. That says more about you than it does about us.
2: Oh god, <laughs> this has been so fun.
0: I'm so, so glad. Fun. Thank you so freaking much for coming on. Thank you. We haven't Thank had a counselor, you. so I feel like you're our final Infinity Stone. We've finally are. caught them all.
2: Did
1: you? I was gonna say, did you have principals? We tried. They don't like us. I'm on a two-month journey into catfishing my former principal in order to get enough blackmail on him to have to come on the podcast. So that's our current strategy. No, I'm just kidding. If you're listening to this, which I know you are because you're a lover, not a hater, it's not me that you're DMing. You can continue to cheat on your wife. It's not me.
0: (laughs) And with that... We'll see you next week for email submissions. So send us all your favorite unhinged emails. Don't send me shit typed out in your notes
1: app. Don't send me pictures of kids in your class. That Like, stop adding those to the Google Drive. I love you guys so much, but I, I need
0: screenshots of emails and unhinged correspondence. You always bring it. so We would
1: love for you to cross out every identifying information, but if you're not techie, we can do it for you. So don't even worry. Oh no, Frost, what's happening to you?
0: I don't. Something is haunted.
1: Anyways, we love you so much. Peace, love, and blessings. Love everyone. See you next time. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district.
0: Yeah, leave her alone.